This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creatives to share their journeys mm -hmm. and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Dear John, the iconic legend Quincy Jones said, to know where you came from makes it easier for you to get where you're going. Sean Diddy Combs said, Everyone has challenges and lessons to learn. We wouldn't be who we are without them. If 2018 and the last six years taught you something, it's that anything is attainable with the right focus and determination. Continue to build. Continue to promote your vision. Continue to inspire creativity and make more creatives. In closing, Nas said, no idea is original. There's nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done. The first chapter of your vision's movements is done. However, you're still a visionary. Peace and blessings. John Rawls. Yo, I feel like 95, Sachi on my body, Biggie Jigga puffing all that ballin' is a hobby, and I'm wildin' in my body. Yo, I'ma let that music continue to rock, man, cause if this is my last episode in California, man, this is the, this is the one I gotta let that music rock, man. I gotta let that music rock. Oh, oh, LA, oh. Pomona, right? Pomona. Pomona, California. Oh man, this is uh, this, it feels good to be out here. Man. Yes, it feels good to be out here. Um, listen, this is episode number thirty-one. Mm -hmm. Okay, and as I'm thinking about this episode, uh, I'm just grateful that it was this exact episode that you're on because um, your birthday was on the thirty-first of August. Amen. Yesterday. Yes. And um, the thirty-one days in August. This is episode number thirty-seven of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc. And before we get started with the episode, what I've been doing while I've been out here in Cali is I've been allowing my guests to introduce their social media handles before I do. Okay. I okay, like so it. So I want you to go ahead and do that. Yes. Yeah, so that might be my new my, my new thing. I like it. Get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get ahead. And, go ahead and give so yours. You can find me on Instagram, Queen Ruby Lee. Super simple. Everywhere else, I'm just Ruby Lee Dove the second. Okay. Oh my God. That just rings bells. The Thank second. You. It the rings second. bells. Yes. Rest in peace, John Ross Dyke the second. Um, and my name is John Ross Dyke the first. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, pardon me, at um, John Ross Dyke and still underscore visionary. If you would, connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my fan page on Facebook, and visit my website at stillvisionary.com. Um, the last time we were sitting mm -hmm. this close together, um, we were wrapping up a film yes. in Houston, Texas, home, sweet home. Um, and uh, man, um, I want to start off, if I don't get a chance to say it again in this episode, I want to start off by saying that your progression has been one um, that uh, needs to be filmed. I'm super proud of, of the artist that you were then and the artist that you are now, boss. Um, I, in a way, I've always, I've always um, 
idolized your come up. I've always idolized your come up, and I knew that um, as frequently as I sent the episodes, if I ever got a chance to get you on the podcast, I wanted to sit with you for however long, okay, um, yes. and, and talk to you, get your story, mm-hmm. and uh, just, just vibe with you, because it's been a long time. I mean, yes. the last time, like I said, I've seen you was, uh, was uh, what was it, 2014, 2014. maybe? 2014. 2014. God. So how are you? I'm, I'm absolutely wonderful. Okay. And and that sounds so cliche, right? It sounds like everything's perfect, but you know what? I'm wonderful because I'm I'm walking in all that I am. Okay. Whether it's good, bad, ugly, beautiful, okay. and that's what makes it wonderful. It's just accepting all that comes with it. And we'll get to that. Yeah. We're going to get to all of that, but yeah. I'm absolutely wonderful. When you say that, um I just I wonder I wonder can you can you um specify what that means because yeah. I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Mm-hmm. What does walking as I am mean? What does that mean? We, we, we're in such an interesting time. We see everybody on, on social media and everybody looks perfect, right? And it makes you look at yourself and you start to pick apart what's wrong with you or what's wrong with your journey or why you're not where you think you should be, you know? And it takes a certain kind of mindset to just be like, I'm here right now and I'm not here. Yeah. But I'm I'm wonderful. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Because I'm I'm still progressing. I'm still making waves in my own right. Yeah. And and that's really that's what I mean when I say that. Mm. Like I'm just truly accepting yourself, flaws and all, how you look, how you walk, how you speak, what you've done, what you haven't done, like yeah. loving that shit. Yeah. Your progression. Your progression, um oh man. I, I remember I remember sitting in rehearsals over the phone with you. Yes. And telling you, listen, you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the the typical journey that um, actors go through, especially from where we come from, mm-hmm. is that of you do something so long and then the director gets the inclination to take it a step further. Mm-hmm. Whereas I had done Love Is for four years. Well, two years, four times altogether, and then got cast for the movie. You auditioned and got the cast, you got casted for the movie. Yeah. And I remember telling you, um, you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you have that spot and, and, and embrace it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And just just to see how you audition sometimes now on your Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and not to see, have seen any projects, but to know where you've gone from then to now is just, mm-hmm. like I said, man, it's just a, uh, it's remarkable. Oh my to gosh. Say the least. That was tough for me yeah. at that time. Yeah. And you really helped me through that. Yeah. Like dead serious. You helped yeah. me. Th- that was my very first film. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You I was saying? fresh off of a deployment. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. You and see, I was- when I say remarkable, I mean that because I'm getting chills right now because uh, then and now you mm-hmm. imparted gems to me mm-hmm. that kind of made me a better. Um, artist made yeah. me a better actor and those gems will remain between us but i mean i was just you know, i'm indebted yeah really i just you know uh, sometimes i of course i don't have any secrets from my wife so i've expressed you know some things that we in rehearsal and just like that i've expressed that to her mm-hmm. um but yeah the the gems that you've given me even in my lowest well not really my lowest because i haven't really gotten that low i just you know experiences happen in life and right. sometimes you have to um Go through it mm-hmm. to become better. So even then, 
I was just, uh, um, I was kind of like uh, taken aback how in that moment you shared just the most intimate things about you with me in yeah. that moment. And I'm just forever, forever grateful for that. Same. Yeah. Absolutely same. I would not have made it through that film without you. Yeah. There were times when I wanted to quit. Yeah. Like legit just no be doubt. like. No doubt. Yeah. I, I wanted, I, there, I, <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember having my phone in my hand, like ready to call Jayla and be like, I don't think. And that's that, that's that imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Like I don't deserve to be here. I don't belong here. Yeah. Even after the film dropped and I've never shared this with anybody. I, if I did, I probably shared it with you and nobody else, but I don't even think I shared it with you that when the film dropped, I was like, I feel like I ruined that movie. So I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Like that's how, insecure I was at that time yeah so I'm just oh my god I'm so thankful for growth yeah five years of growth is real yeah oh god so uh this is what I want to do I want to I want to take a look at it yeah I want to take a look let's at look it. at it um uh say the city again <laughs> <laughs> Pomona Pomona California um myself by the way of Houston Texas uh this is the last scene that we did in Love Is, um, this is circa, what, 2014? Yes. This is circa 2014. Um, you're watching and listening to episode number 31 of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc., and we'll be right back. Hey, Drew. Hi, Malik. How you doing? I'm good. You? I'm good. So, Jada keep getting married. It's kind of weird. It's not that it's weird, but the fact that... Look, you know. I gotta go, alright? I'll see you around. Drew, wait. Can we talk? We talked about everything we had to a year ago. Please, I just need a minute of your time. Look, don't make a beautiful day ugly. Today is a happy day for Jaden Key, but let's not ruin it. I won't make a scene. I just, I just have some things I want to say. All right. How about over there? <clears throat> you look really beautiful. You were always so full of compliments. I think of you every day. I know it's been a while, but I think of you a lot, and I miss you. Don't. All right? Not here. Drew, no matter how hard I try, I cannot forget you. Watching Jaden Keith today makes me realize that anything's possible. Love isn't perfect, but it can conquer all things. I didn't want to leave here today without letting you know what's in my heart. And what's in my heart is you, Drew. I have a passion for you. You're my passion. And you once said that you should always have a passion for something you claim to love. Well, I love you. I'm in love with you. Love? How could you possibly love me? What do you know about love? What is love to you, Malik? Love is everything. It's everything you needed to be. You're what I need and more, and I believe that with everything in me. And how do I know you won't cheat on me again? 
Drew, you said that a man that can't explain his actions is doomed to make the same mistakes. Well, I won't make the same mistakes again. I cheated on you because I was afraid. I was afraid of what I was feeling. I was afraid to truly put everything on the line and invest in you, in us. With you, it was all or nothing. I mean, I always knew Kennedy wasn't the one for me, but she was what I was used to. I didn't have to invest in her emotionally. I knew what to expect. There were no surprises. Yes, she hurt my feelings, and yes, she bruised my ego, but you had the feeling. Drew, you had the power to break my heart. And I didn't think I could handle that. But I want a chance now because I would rather be afraid than to not be with you. Like, I don't... Drew, please. Stop thinking with your head and listen to your heart. What is your heart saying? All common sense says to walk away. But my heart... My heart won't let me... I love you too, Malik, but, but is love really enough? To start. So do you think love is enough? Yes. So, uh, oh, uh, I want to say round of applause for that. Um, like I said, man, I, I just, uh, just recollecting on that time period, I was like, man, you did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people take enough time to say to people, man, you did a great job and really sincerely mean it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just, I, I want to make sure that affirmations are very important. And back then I wasn't even really assured of what an affirmation was, but it's very important to be affirmed mm -hmm. that you're doing a great job because People, uh, when you want to be successful in something, mm -hmm. right, pardon me, when you want to be successful in something, the slightest thing could, could kind of just like detour Throw it you. off. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I just think that you did a phenomenal job. I think that as an, as an actor myself, you pulled it out of me. Mm. And I'm, I just, the only regret that I have is that one time when we had that breakup scene. <laughs> <laughs> when we had that breakup scene and I dropped my lines. It was so unprofessional. But you, you went there emotionally. Yeah. And I remember just I remember just saying, like, God damn, I messed it up. But I'm just thankful, man. So so where did you first start? Where did you first start acting? I started acting in high school. Okay. I was I was in theater in okay. high school, but then I stopped, right? Like yeah. I joined the military after doing a year of college. Okay. So I, I didn't touch acting. Okay. When when I met you, you as you knew, I was still in the military. Yeah. I had just come home from a deployment. That mm. was the very first audition I'd ever been to and mm. I booked the lead role and I was like, Whoa, this is not what I was expecting. Mm. So you could say I've been acting since two thousand eight, so it's been what, eleven years? Yeah. Gosh. And sometimes that's how it is. Yeah. When you're when you're that dope, that's how it is. Just, you know, you hear those success stories all the time of where people say, you know what, I um was in a coffee shop mm -hmm. and I auditioned and I got the role. It that sometimes that's your that's it's, meant for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What high school did you go to? I went to Kingwood High School. Okay. Fifty nine yeah. North. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just was I gotta I gotta make sure that the geography part, I just gotta know where everybody is <laughs> from the city. Okay, so then you know, uh you went you got deployed and then you came back. so so in how much of the military kind of 
plays into your emotion when you when you get on. Oh my camera. gosh. You know what? It plays into it a lot because in the military you're constantly putting on the face that you don't always want to put on, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're when you're walking around with it with an M4 in your hand and a 9 mil on your side yeah. and you 5'2 and 115 pounds. Yeah. I got to look like I'm courageous. I got to look like I'm brave and I'm not scared of anything. Yeah. I got to look like I'll put two in you if I need to and yeah. not to, you know, make it make <laughs> make it like I have to look like that, right? But <laughs> on the it, see, like you laughing. I laugh. it's it's real though. Like I oh, I can't I can't walk around in that uniform looking like a yeah. chicken. Yeah. So Man, it, it it translates so perfectly. But the one thing I take from the military into my career as a creative mm. is that, and as an actor is the hard work yeah, and the discipline. Because mm. doing something like this take to consistently, that's what I was telling you beforehand. Like I respect the discipline and the consistency that you have because mm. everybody doesn't possess that. Yeah. And that's why most people don't succeed. Yeah. It's not because they're not talented. Yeah, they just didn't have the discipline to keep going. No doubt, no doubt. And so, and so you uh, you uh, do the movie in um, Houston, mm-hmm. and then what what happens after that? I do the movie in Houston, and I kept doing short films. Okay. I kept doing just just continued auditioning, continued yeah. auditioning, yeah. doing small projects here and there. A lot of a lot of projects that that I'm, I'm not proud of, yeah. right? Because yeah. of either the content or the work. And I think that's important to share mm. because when people who didn't know me then see me now and they follow me on Instagram, they see all these, these quote unquote perfect pictures, they don't know like this girl has like 15 films under her belt that mm. she would never utter the name of mm. because she either wasn't proud of her performance or she just wasn't there as an actor yet. Right. Mm. I'm just now in my journey to where I'll tell people like, yeah, you can see me in this. Mm. Check me out right here. Mm. That took some some guts and mm. some hard work to actually get to a place where I could do that. Yeah. So just kept auditioning, eventually ended up signing with an agency. OK. I think that was like a year later, though, like a year after completing Love Is. Okay. Signed with an agency, kept doing small stuff, theater Mm -hmm. projects. Mm -hmm. And. But this is still all in Texas. This is all in Texas. Okay. Okay. And and that's that's the moral of it. Like, to be honest, I just kept going. Mm -hmm. I just I kept auditioning. Something comes up. Keep auditioning. Keep auditioning. It got to the point to where I was driving to Austin like twice a week. No That's why this drive to LA ain't nothing to me. Yeah. I was driving to Austin like twice a week when I was still in Houston. No doubt. Auditioning. I remember that. I remember I remember um all the way up until you said I'm moving to LA. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. remember that. So the move to LA, when did that become the absolute thing that you had to do in that moment of time? When I started to realize that everything I was doing in Houston was it felt like I was in a circle. It felt like I was in a whirlwind. Like I, I kept meeting the same director just with a different name. I kept coming into circles with the same actors, and that's not a, that's not a diss. Houston has some amazing talent. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. for real. And but I, I was like, I'm, I'm seeing the same people. I'm going in circles. I don't feel like I'm moving forward. Mm-hmm. So what's next? What's next? Right. So <laughs> what's sure. next? For sure. And for sure. And I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta do something bigger. Let we go into L.A. Yeah, and the and the fears behind it. The obstacles. Oh my God, I have a daughter. 
<laughs> I have a which is, daughter. Which she's also a Virgo too. She's a Virgo. It's a Virgo occasion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> For real though. And so, you know, just having a kid, I, I moved out here sight unseen. I found my apartment online, contacted them, sent them all the stuff. I, I'd never seen my spot before I walked into it on the day I was moving in. Yeah. Like, not having a job. Yeah. I didn't move out here with a job under my belt. And mm. so a lot of people, of co- and it's people that care about you, right? They'll, mm. they'll tell you like, well, you shouldn't do it. Wait until this. Oh, it's not the right time. Mm. And I had to end up coming to grips and realizing it's never going to be the right time to move to LA. Mm. Never. Mm. Like it don't matter if I got, I don't know, two mils sitting in the bank, something else is going to try to stop me from mm-hmm. following my dreams. Cause mm-hmm. that's just how the devil works. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be the right time. I upped and moved. I, I'm not going to, I won't disclose how much money I moved to LA with. Mm-hmm. It was not a ton though. Yeah. I did not move to LA. With it. I moved to LA with the money to pay my deposit and a, some extra. Listen, I knew you were top dog. When you said that you bought your truck, do you still have that same truck? I still have my truck. When you said you bought that truck in yeah. cash, yep. When you said that, I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> she's not playing. Shit. It, 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 that's that's top dog, and that's the type of stuff that people don't don't really think that this, that's a big deal, but it's a big deal to buy a brand new truck cash. Mm-hmm. But then a, a, your experiences in the military kind of like it kind of like molded that, yeah, that that hustle, like okay. Like there ain't no tomorrow, Mm-mm. so uh, it ain't, it don't make no sense to to have to pay something over and over and over and over again with no guarantee for tomorrow. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, um, talk to me about LA, the LA culture. LA, How is it different from back home? It's different. The, I'll tell you the obvious reasons, and then I'll tell you the reasons most people don't want to talk about. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, there's a there's a lot of talented people mm. and you can feel like you're surrounded by way too many talented people and you might end up disappearing in the midst of all the talent. Mm. Right. Um, definitely more opportunity. This is the hub for the growth. Like this is the place that is abundant in resources to help you succeed mm. if you are a creative. Mm. But the other thing people don't tell you about L.A. is that hard work always wins yeah everybody out here is talented but only about five percent of those people are working hard Mm. like i've accomplished some things in my small time here Mm -hmm. that i didn't i thought it was going to take me five years being here to to be able to accomplish la is the place for me yeah as far as resources who i need to meet who i need to be around so yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's um, no seriously though like on paper, LA is scary. Yeah. It's not. Mm. And it and maybe it's just because of the kind of person I am. Yeah. Like I, I see fear and then I'm like, that's cool. We going for it anyway. Yeah. Like it, whatever. I mean, like I said, you've been through enough yeah. to be able to, you know, make that jump and, and it'd be like, okay. Yeah. I can survive there. I can survive here. And I don't think I'd have that guts without the military. Mm. I, I would I, I would be a completely different person. I thought I joined the military for one reason, but God really put me there for a whole nother reason. Yeah. And he put me there so that I could be here right now. Yeah. And I honestly believe that. Yeah. So but but you but the thing is you you're not only out here just as an actor, you you no, do no. your own thing on the side. I do. Okay. I do. So I I'm before I came to LA, I met my now husband. Okay. 
And we were like, yo, there's no roles for us. Like the roles we want to play, they're not out here. So we went through the phase of trying to find people that were writing the roles. Mm -hmm. Then we were like, why don't we just write those roles? Mm -hmm. Like what's stopping us? Mm -hmm. So we started writing our own projects. He wrote a short film. I wrote a short film. We filmed them in Houston, Mm -hmm. came out here, filmed another short film, and now we're working on a feature film. So we own Mm -hmm. the production company, Life After Life Productions. Mm -hmm. And that's really our thing. Like Mm -hmm. if people aren't writing the roles we want, Mm -hmm. create that shit. Create it. You have to. You have to forge your way. And that's the other thing about L.A. too. When you're here, you have to forge your own path. You mm-hmm. can't sit back and wait for that perfect audition. You can't you can't wait for that perfect character to come up and you like, yeah, that's mine. No, create it. Mm-hmm. If you want to play a doctor, write it mm-hmm. and play it. Mm-hmm. Like okay. it's it's that simple. Before we dive uh delve further deep into life after life production, what song's on your mind right now? What song is on my mind? Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm old school. So there's a I'm so old school. It's too real. It's a song. It's a Kirk Franklin song called okay. Conqueror. Okay. But yeah, I just leave it at that. Okay. Yes. Okay. And find uh, it. Go find it. And uh for me I'm gonna go with uh I'm so independent. Um mm. that's not the name of the track. Okay. But I'm so independent <laughs> that, you know, if it's if it hasn't it doesn't have to do with independency, I'm almost turned off by it. Mm-hmm. So I was listening on repeat on the way up here to a girl who did my podcast. Her name is Demaria. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm even saying her name right, but her name is Demaria. And uh the track uh is called Thinking featuring Jamie Hancock. Mm. And so I was up here and I was thinking about what she was she was basically talking about a relationship and um how every thought of him is in her mind. And and when I think about that, it's not every thought of my wife in my mind, but it's every thought of my son in my mind. Yeah. So um, thinking would be the song that's on my mind right now and in my phone is on repeat right now. That's what's up. Okay. So Life After Life Productions, is that where you did um, 1942? 1944. 44. Yes. 44. I, I wrote that play. Okay. I directed that play okay. and I com- we completely produced that play under yeah. Life After Life Productions. Okay. Yes. And what what was because I remember I remember seeing it. It was out here. Yes. Okay. I remember seeing yes. it. Yes. And I, like I said, I mean, I've always had the inclination to, I got to do it by myself, but mm-hmm. to see you do it. Yeah. The way you did it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, this girl right here is just powerful. Mm. Is what I said to myself. I was like, damn, she is just really just getting it. She's really just that. really really getting it. And so, um, yeah, man, um, talk about it. What, yeah. What was about? Is So it's based off a true story. A lot of people don't know who George Stinney Jr. was, mm-hmm. but he was a young boy that was falsely accused of, of killing a young girl, mm-hmm. and he was put in the electric chair mm-hmm. as a child mm-hmm. in 1944. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's so sad because we, we, we know about Emmett Till, right? We mm-hmm. know about those instances. But when you think about people like Emmett Till, my mind starts to wonder, well, how many other Emmett Tills are there? Yeah. What other stories For did sure. we not get the, the, the opportunity to know about yeah. and get the opportunity to honor those 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 people mm-hmm. that, you know, went through what they went through. And George Stinney, unfortunately, was one of those young boys. Mm-hmm. And they put this young boy in the electric chair. Yeah. And so I was like, we need to tell his story. So it was it was a little bigger than art for me. It was like 
as a as a black woman, I need to tell this young boy's story. Mm-hmm. I know this story and I know other people don't. Now it's a responsibility aspect. Mm-hmm. So we put the show up. We ran it for a full weekend. I compl- I cast the entire project. Mm-hmm. I directed it, which was an, uh, an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. It was so amazing, JR. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to do it again. I want to bring the show to Houston. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring the show to Atlanta because it, it shouldn't stop just here. Mm-hmm. So that is one of my my five-year goals okay it's coming okay yeah so so how do you get the um the um factual side of it to be able to portray it make it make it authentic so what i did i researched this project for about a year before i put pen to paper okay so i researched the stories i pulled court documents you can actually find he was exonerated 71 years later far after he had died it was it's it's so ridiculous Ain't that crazy it's so ridiculous yeah but i the the entire court case of that exoneration is actually you can see it on youtube okay so i watched the entire hours and hours and hours of footage but i watched the entire thing because mm-hmm. they talk about everything that happened his sisters were able to speak about their brother and who he was and they were able to vividly remember him and I used all of it. I used the information. I actually had the opportunity. One of my actors got in contact with the prisoner that was in the cell with him mm-hmm. before he was walked to the what they called the death chamber at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, just being able to speak to people mm-hmm. from that time. Mm-hmm. Ironically, around the same time I came up with ni- 1944, Someone was doing a, a movie about it, and I think the movie's still out. And the producer had actually reached out to me and was like, "How do you know about this story?" Mm. He was like, "You're so young. How do you how do you even know this story exists?" He thought that I his initial thought was he thought I was biting off of his project. He thought I just came across his project and was biting off of it, and I was just as shocked as he was. But then I was also like. That's kind of dope that you you see me. You mm-hmm. you found me. You yeah. recognize me, yeah. right? And um ended up just being a respect thing. Once I started talking about the case and George Denny, he realized like no, she actually knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And and she didn't bite off my film. It was just really odd that we were both making the production. They were in the middle of filming and my show was getting ready to go up mm-hmm. all at the same time. Okay. So it was it was very interesting. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I I, I was just like, man, wow. I, even from the picture mm-hmm. that you posted on your social media, yeah, I was like, that's gonna be a really really dope project. Where where did that occurrence happen? Where in, did that in North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. And you know what? I would love to share with you too. I got testimonials from everybody. Most people after they watched the show. I, after we just stepped outside in the lobby, I said, just give me your honest opinion, whether you liked it or not. Tell me what you thought about it. I don't recall a single dry eye, mm. which means I did my job. I made them feel. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm going to share that with you. Okay. I'm going to share that with you. And you're more than welcome to share it because it's, it's bigger than just about sharing something from Ruby. Mm-hmm. It's about making sure that people know his story. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So when you, what was, do you remember how many drafts did you do when you, oh my how many drafts did you do? Probably, I've, I've, I changed the script about 17 times and I know it's like an odd number, right? Mm-hmm. But it really was about 17 times from finding new information okay. to, to even after I talked with the producer, he shared from the film, he shared some information with me 
And I was like, I gotta, I need to change this because you want to make sure that you get people's stories accurate mm-hmm. when For you're sure. telling. And the thing about that story is that there's so many lies that took place mm-hmm. that sometimes it's hard to be accurate, but you just don't want to present something that doesn't do the story justice mm-hmm. when you're telling someone's story. So yeah, it was about 17, okay. 17 draft, which in, in retrospect, I'm like, man, maybe it should have been closer to 35 or something. Yeah. Cause 17 yeah. doesn't, <laughs> it don't even seem like enough, but I'm, I'm very, I'll use your word. I'm very meticulous when it comes to writing and yeah. accurately recording information. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the confidence that you, sorry, give me yeah. a second. This is 345. Give me a second to okay. say something to my, to my kid. Hold on. Mm. Amen. Okay. Um, so how do you find the, um, the, the confidence mm-hmm. that you, that you had to be able to, um, say, Hey, I'm, I wrote this project and I, and, and putting out a, a casting call and doing all that. What was, what was that like? I know you, I know you met some adversity. What, what was mm-hmm. that like being at the time? How old were you at the time? Oh my gosh. You know what? Because I knew I had I had worked on it so hard and yeah. I, I truly did my due diligence. I don't think the confidence was an issue. Okay. I was more afraid that, to be honest, I was like, I'm going to piss somebody off. Yeah. Like I'm telling this young black boy's story and the show is obviously it was, it was, it had racist white people in it. Right. Mm. I was, my fear was somebody is going to show up to my show and this is not going to be okay. Mm. Right. Um, and it, the confidence came because I truly felt that I did my due diligence. Mm. So it, there was never like, I don't know if this is good enough. I don't know if this is right. If anything, I questioned myself as a director. I had never directed before, okay. not a play. Okay. And so I was like, I, am, I, am I doing the actor's due diligence by pulling out of them what I need to pull out of them? And yeah. when the audience comes, are they going to feel like, like this actor truly portrayed this character because mm. they don't look at, they're going to say that director was bad, Okay, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if confident, like, like I keep going back to that because I'm the kind of person that I just, I charge for stuff. Yeah. I, I'm like just head on. Like yeah. I want it. Let's, let's get it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is confidence the right word I was looking for? Maybe, maybe I'm really, I'm really talking about the aspect of, okay, you, you know that you know what you put into this project mm-hmm. and to sell it to somebody so mm-hmm. that nobody can say, well, well, how do you, like, like you said with the guy, yeah. um, you were afraid that, well, you thought that he thought that you were biting him. Right. That how you get, how you go about like getting me to come to your show or something like that. If I, if I am, let's just say that I'm a professor of African-American studies. Yeah. Getting me to come to your show. And and uh, how did that look when you got like when the big wigs? Because I know you had some good, strong, yeah, uh, a strong population of people coming, yeah. And and those people that were like, okay, well, how does she know that she? How do you, you know? How right. do you, that type of adversity? How was that for you? It it was tough, but I just had to. It's about self talk. Okay. Like it's truly about self talk. When I'm coming to people, I had I had a TV producer show up to my play. Okay. And afterwards, she pulled me to the side and was like. I want to make this bigger and and that's actually in the works. And that's something, you know, we can talk about offline because okay. I can't say much, For sure. you know, but, um, gosh, it goes back to that imposter syndrome. Mm. You do start thinking like, 
am I good enough? Yeah. Like I, I'm really young. Do yeah. I, do I deserve this? What am I doing right now? Yeah. Like who do I think I am? Mm. And I'm really big on self-talk. Mm. So I'm, I'm, and it, it sounds like the, the easy answer, but I'm really just like, yo, like, do it anyway. Mm. If if someone has something negative to say about something that you're pouring your heart into, that's their missed opportunity. Mm. That's their missed opportunity. Mm. You're not you you're not doing anything wrong. You're not you're not falsifying anything. Mm. So if I come up to you and you JR producer of of visionary, you know, movements and 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 I'm like, still, yo, still, still visionary. visionary. I'm Ink. so sorry. Still, <laughs> it's all good. It's still all... visionary incorporated. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, no I doubt, got no you. No, no, yes. No. <laughs> but if I if I come up to you and I'm like, yo, Jr., I got this play and mm. I really need you to come see it. It's, it's telling an amazing story. And mm. you like, well, who do you think you are to tell this story? Mm. You know, and, and, and I've, I've gotten those looks. Nobody's ever told me the mm. verbatim, but I have gotten the looks in a, in a room full of people talking about something that I'm passionate about. And I just have to tell, I, I truly just tell myself that's their missed opportunity because it's going to happen with or without you, Mr. JR. Okay. It's going to happen. Okay. It's just a matter of whether or not you're going to be a part of the movement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Alex West. Yes. Okay. You, uh, y'all met in Texas. We met in Texas on okay. a film set. On a film set. Okay. That's <laughs> yes. always great. That when is always that, great. When you share that commonality. Yeah. It's always great. But it can be tough. Like yeah. I don't I don't I'm not in the business of painting anything to be perfect. Yeah. Not this career, not not this journey. Mm-hmm. It's tough being with a creative when you're a creative. Mm. That's tough. Everybody's yeah. like, I don't wanna I, I wanna date somebody that's like me. I wanna date another creative. I'm I love my husband. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you wish for dating another creative. Yeah. So. Yeah. What? What? So, how does that? How does that play in the household when you're when you're getting ready to when you're getting ready to? I keep knocking stuff over. When you're getting ready to to delve into a project. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1944. How did that look in terms of like the household? Hey, honey, I'm going to write this. You know, read this. How did that look? You know what? There there are certain projects in 1944 was one of them where you have to say. I'm going to own this. This is my baby. Mm. This is this is a ruby baby. I just need your support. Mm. I don't I don't need the creative input. Okay. I just need the support. Mm. And then there are the projects. We did another short film called High Q that's going through the film festival yeah, circuit right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That and I played the lead in that role and he wrote the project. So mm. that's always interesting and he he directed it. Mm. So that that's and, and there there were issues on set where it's yeah. like I want to play the character like this and he's like that's not how I wrote the character and I'm directing this film and so it's it's but it's 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 fun when we when you look back at it we yeah. it's something we can laugh about so we know it's healthy yeah. but there's been scripts that he's written where I look at him and I'm like this ain't making sense all the way maybe this scene should go here or maybe we should do this. As long as it's done in respect, it's okay. Yeah. But as a creative man, we're sensitive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) if I, there's been times where I've, even as an actor, I've filmed video auditions before and he'll watch it and the silence is just like, Mm. Why why you ain't say nothing? You didn't laugh. This part was supposed to be funny. <laughs> like 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 what's up? And <laughs> yo. Oh man. <laughs> See? Yeah. And and 
you got to respect it because you know he's another creative. If it was somebody who wasn't a creative, I'd just chalk it up to, oh, they just don't get it. Yeah. It's cool. I don't expect them to understand <laughs> it, right? Nah, you got you to gotta take that hit when, the, when another creator says, try it again. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that's good, man. That's good. I, I, you know, when I, when I see relationships uh, where the people, where those particular people have that commonality, mm-hmm. I'm always like, okay, that, that's a great thing. It because is. I asked uh, a girl on my podcast, her name is Monique Duke. She did episode number 26, new adult. I asked her what the role of her husband was in her career. And he said, and she said rather that it meant everything to her. Yes. Right. That, that he inspires her. He pushes her to be better, to get out there more and, uh, and just be like, this is what you do. Say it more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was just wondering how that worked with you and um, your husband. Definitely. And I, I, I can't agree more because there are times Mm-hmm. When you like, yo, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Do I just need to go find a job? Mm-hmm. I got I got two degrees. Do I just need to go freaking get a job? Mm-hmm. And and you need that that other voice to say, no, mm-hmm. sweetheart, you need to keep pushing. No doubt. And sometimes, and I I'm, I'm pretty sure you can relate to this too. You forget everything that you've accomplished. And he's that voice in the back of my mind that's like, you just did this commercial, you just filmed this, you just wrote this, you put this play up, and now you're trying to quit? Mm-hmm. Now you want to quit? Mm-hmm. Nah, you should have quit back in Houston. You yeah. here now. Yeah. Ain't no ain't no going back. Yeah. And so, to be honest, that motivation has mm-hmm. gotten me thus far. Okay. And I'm thankful for it. Okay. And I think he would say the same about me. No doubt. Yes. I want to see if you can be um, partial. Okay. Who's the better actor in the house? You and your oh, Lord. <laughs> I would say. If you can be impartial. If I can be impartial. Did I say impartial or partial? You say, I, I don't even remember. Okay. We'll just, whatever. We'll leave it. Yeah, whatever. I think, I, I think okay. I, I, I would say I would, I'm the better actor and he's the better writer and creator of projects. Okay. Like I'll start a project. And it'll take me forever to get through it because I have an issue coming up with like fresh ideas. His ideas are so fresh and he's quick to come up with stuff and he'll write a script and be on the third draft in 48 hours. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's good because we complement each other. No doubt. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. That is, that is big. That is big. Okay. So, uh, the, the time has come. I need, I want to showcase something that you've done. Do you have anything? Yes. So I played Michelle okay. on a here TV series called Falling for Angels. Okay. So I'm very proud of that scene. Okay. And it's a good comparison to the love is scene because it's another emotional scene. Okay. So okay. I would love to share that. Okay. Okay. Um, say the city again. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. It's, it's um, Panoma. Pomona. Pomona, it's an M, not an N. Pomona, <laughs> California, um, by way from me at least, uh, and you too a little bit. Mm-hmm. Houston, Texas. Uh, we're going to get into this scene that uh, Queen Ruby D was in. Peace and blessings. What's your problem? Your Uncle Walter called me. What about? He said something. 
Christ. Abraham, I want to know what's going on. Could you please? Could you please let me in my house, Michelle? Yeah, I've been sitting here for the past few hours, just thinking, reliving. I've been putting stuff together that I never really understood before. Like, where you go? Or why you act a certain way around certain types of people? You're acting crazy. No. I've been looking. Sometimes women make the best detectives. And I found a condom in your gym bag. Abraham, are you sleeping with a man? It's not true, Michelle. Tell me. Just tell me. Are you putting me at risk? I can't handle this right now. I need to be alone, okay? Let's go. Okay, round of applause on that too. Uh, before before you explain the scene, okay, um, the casting and all of that, all of the details or whatever, I want to say I forgot that you graduated, and congratulations on that. Thank you. Okay, I just when you said that, I was like, you did graduate. Congratulations. Thank you. Because I remember I was just like, I was just like, man, congratulations on that, because that's big. Thank you. That is a big thing, especially when you know I know you've seen some some acting money. Yeah. And to finish that uh the process of your life off is a big thing. Yes. So I want to say congratulations on that. Okay, so um high Q. High Q. High Q. Okay. Mm -hmm. Talk talk about it. Yeah, so that's the short film my husband and I created. Okay. For Life After Life Productions. Life After Life Productions. And the premise is it's it's a young girl who's having issues in school okay. and she's not she's having issues financially, so she starts selling drugs. Okay. Um, but it's it's almost like a it's it's a fun like hip movie very today okay if that makes sense yeah. um, that movie was interesting in that it was the first project that I played the lead that my husband wrote and directed mm -hmm. yes um, it was interesting yeah we it, we gonna we just gonna I'm I'm gonna leave it at that no yeah. it was a, truly a wonderful project though yeah. I had the opportunity we had the opportunity to actually fly an actor in from Houston mm. um Tanya okay she she we had the opportunity to fly her in we had the opportunity to cast and truly just give full female crew and set I gotta mm. say that okay told that's I, I remember that, that I should have said that first that was big yeah I remember that I remember that. yes the only male on the set was my husband okay. So that was a big deal as far as representation. Mm -hmm. Females from all walks of life, all colors. It was so beautiful to see. Yeah. So beautiful to see. How long was it? The short film, how long did it take us to film it? That we, and, and how long did it end up being? Um, it's about, it's a little under half an hour. Okay. And it, I think we filmed it in two weekends. Okay. We two weekends. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, I... And it's in the film. film it's in the film festival film circuit festival. right now. So it's making its yes. Okay, yes. so you can't. You can't really. You can't. Really, can't. Well, you've seen that piece. Yes. Well, this piece you just saw is the Hear TV series, oh, okay. Calling for Angels. Okay. Okay. Now That's tell us about you, that one. Gotcha. Okay. I, I had said, a, I, 
<laughs> but you know what? That's that's that Virgo it's still vibe. Good though. It's because still good. you you just roll with it. I now did. tell us about the the Here TV series. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was the first film project I got cast for here. Okay. Yes, okay. and it was a film to. I actually auditioned for another role, and you can find the the TV series. I think it's on Hulu. Okay. Um. So I auditioned for another role, which was the best friend, which you'll see if you check out the full episode. Mm-hmm. And they called me and said, "We actually want you to read for the wife," which was a a, a bigger part. Mm-hmm. I read for it. They cast me. Very emotional scene. She finds out that her husband is is not only cheating with her, but he's cheating on her with a a man, which mm. I mean, in, in especially in the film, her her culture that it was it cut a little deeper, right? For for the character. Mm. And um so the scene that you saw was right after she finds out and this is her first confrontation with him. Mm. And it was it was I had to dig a little deep, right? Mm. That's not something I've experienced and it was definitely eye-opening and I learned something about myself as far as how deep I can really go into a character and that's really why I wanted to share that one because that was a turning point for me okay I was like yo I can do this yeah yeah like I got this yeah yeah okay yeah yo so um um today is September the 1st and again um happy birthday happy belated birthday happy birthday really I'm not gonna say belated because it was just yesterday yes and um, uh, I'm grateful that it is, in fact, that it it is episode 31 that we got on, seeing that, that you were born on the 31st. But happy birthday again. Today is September the 1st, 2019, Labor Day weekend. And uh, we have 121 days left in 2019. This is a different question from what's next. Yeah. Okay. What do you hope to attain in those 121 days? Ooh. I plan... God, there's so much. Okay. There's so much. In the next 121, right? That's mm-hmm. how many days? In the next 121 days, my goal, I just want to impact someone's life. Okay. Positively. Okay. That's truly what it is. I recently found a nonprofit. Okay. So I'm working on launching that. And like that and it's it's really that simple for me. Mm-hmm. I really just want to it's not like I want to get booked in this and I want to get cast in this. Like no, I really just want to if I can if I can go out this year knowing that I helped somebody mm-hmm. some way by whether it was something I said or did then like I'm I'm happy with that. Okay. Legit. Okay. 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 So let's 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 shift gears a little bit. Okay. You've given us the boss side. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the artist side. Yes. Okay. What is it like um and on for 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 you as an as an as a creative and an actor to submit um an audition mm-hmm. and then you're walking into audition for that role what is it like what what are you going through how do you prepare it's scary okay it's scary because you i'm gonna tell you what what goes through my mind and i'm gonna tell you what i learned from it okay so when you get an audition in your mind, you're like, I want to make this character perfect. And when you're walking into that room or when you're hitting send on that video audition, you're like, is this character perfect for, for the writer, for the director? Like, is it, is it, is it perfect? Is this right? Mm-hmm. Are, are my, are my choices? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's truly fear, but then you, you get this calmness if you're prepared because okay. preparation definitely matters as okay. an actor, you get this calmness in that, 
I prepared and I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. So now I, I just I really can only do what, what I know I'm what I know I prepared for, yeah. what I know I can do. Um, I gave up trying to create the perfect character. And instead, I started trying to make my characters more real mm-hmm. um, and truly pull myself into the character, okay. which which I think as actors, sometimes we get told is not OK. Right. Okay. Like you got to keep it separate. Okay. And I've learned that like it doesn't always have to be separate. Okay. But yeah, it, it is scary. It's very scary. Okay. But it's fear that you can feed off of. All right. And what is the other part that you said? The other part is is what I learned from it. Okay. Which is which was which was being okay creating something and mm-hmm. being comfortable and vulnerable enough to show what you've created mm-hmm. as this character. Mm-hmm. Like, so what somebody wrote this character with something in mind, mm-hmm. you read it with something in mind, mm-hmm. you molded it with something in mind. So you go in there and, and that's really what they want to see. Anyway, they want to see that you've made this character your own. Mm-hmm. And when they see that you're comfortable doing that, that's what, that's what makes them comfortable putting you on a set mm-hmm. when, yeah. That's what it is. No, it's it's true though. They don't want you walking into the room unsure of the choices you've made. Okay. They want to know like this person made a choice that I've never seen before, but they were confident when they made that choice. Mm-hmm. I can see them on a set. Mm-hmm. I can I can see them working with a director, and that's what they want. Okay. I've booked gigs where I didn't even know all the lines. Yeah. Because I was confident in the choices I made. Okay. Yeah. Did okay. that answer your question? Yeah, it did. Yeah? It okay. Did. It did. It did. Listen, uh, I just feel like, first of all, I want you to know that this is um, every every um, feature that I've had on the podcast mm-hmm. and this on this Labor Day weekend that I've been out here in 2019 has been female. Of the, of the four, you and Asia um, are actresses, okay, both from the state of Texas. Um... Uh, Kay Vaughn is a is a screenwriter who who's opened up to the aspect of doing anything she can. Yeah. And Janae um, is a flat out hustler. Okay. So it's it's been it's been a theme. I've had all women uh, on the podcast who are from the state of Texas. Okay, and moved out here. If you are um, if a girl is coming from Kingwood High, that's mm-hmm. where you went, right? Mm-hmm. Kingwood High. And she has the inclination to become an actress Mm -hmm. and not necessarily follow the the path you followed, Mm -hmm. but she wants to be an actress and she, she knows she's given insight that the only way that that can be done is in LA. What advice would you give her and how would you tell her she needs to begin to do that? You got to start with self-love and it's so, it seems so far distant from being an actor, but it's true. Like you, you, you're not going to make it in this business if you're not comfortable within yourself. Okay. But then, then we get down to the material aspect of it, right? Okay. Work, work, find the work, Mm -hmm. make the work, create Mm -hmm. the work Mm -hmm. like it. And it it has to, you, you, when you combine the self-love with the work, you're going to get that confidence because not only do I feel good about myself, but I'm actually putting in the work. Mm. And I literally just posted about this today. It's so crazy. And I was saying everybody that's successful in anything 
It's never because of talent or money or or mm. gender. It's always because they just persevered. Mm. So I would tell that I would tell that young girl, keep going. Mm. So what? They didn't want you on this last project. So what? Somebody didn't like your script. Keep writing. Keep mm. going. Mm. Keep doing it. Mm. Whether you not whether you in Texas right mm. now, mm. whether you in in. I don't know anywhere. I'm in Cali right now. Okay, right? No? I'm in Cali right Come now. Come on, Cali. It's my first time in California, man. And what do I need to do? Oh man. Find the work. Find yeah. the work and get around the right people. Yeah. And if you're surrounded by negative people, you gotta separate yourself ASAP. Yeah. You have to. But if if I now I'm understanding your question more though. So let's say you know you got a young Texas girl. She just moved here. Just planted herself in L. A. What's what do I do next? Right. Yeah. What what's what's coming up? Get on the right platforms. Okay. It's it, and and just literally everything is outlined. Is it easy to follow or uh, find the wrong platforms out here? It 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 can be. Okay. It can be. Um. It's a lot of fraud in in California as far as people wanting to take advantage of you creatively, yeah. right? And so they'll put you in situations or or tell you to do certain things. And I'm not even talking about what seems obvious, right? Just small things like, oh, I'm working on this script, you know, come, come, it, watch out for the BS. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> watch out for the BS because uh-huh. it's here. Every, everybody wants to be somebody. And a lot of people here are pretending to be somebody that they aren't yet. Mm. And so you just got to watch out for those people, but get on the right platforms. Make sure that you're following the basics. Make sure you got your headshots. Make sure mm. you got your footage. I wouldn't, I would not have moved out here without footage. Mm. Like, and, and, and that's what I tell anybody. If you're an aspiring actor, mm. don't move to LA. You have to be an actor. Be an actor already. No doubt. Be an actor already. Already have the resume. Already have the footage. Come mm. out here. You got to come out here ready to swing. Mm. I didn't. I I didn't start in L.A. I grew in L.A. Mm. And and you got to start somewhere. And obviously this don't count if you already living and you born and raised in L.A. But most people aren't. Mm. Don't don't start in L.A. Has L.A. become that city where a lot of people are moving to for the opportunity? It is. Okay. It's so saturated, but. My women of color, this is our time. Mm. This is our time. Everybody's been opening doors for us. We just got to walk through them now. We literally just have to step through the door. Mm. Whether that means creating your own opportunity or linking up with somebody that has that opportunity, you got to create that. Mm. You got to take advantage of the moment that we have right now. Mm. People of color, they want us Mm. like if if anybody has been wondering whether or not they should move to LA and they got all the materials, they're already an actor, this is the right time. Okay. This is the perfect time. I've I've sat across from people in audition rooms. Mm-hmm. I've sat across from white women in audition rooms and when they see a black person walk in and they can tell that they're auditioning for the same role as them, it's like oh. Mm, I'm dead they serious. They know it. They know. they know it. And it's the fear is real. Yeah. And it's it's not a diss. I've I I freaking I I know amazing actors all around, men, women, all different colors. But but there is that they even know it. Okay. <laughs> so when they know it, it's real. Mm. The fear is real. Take okay. advantage. Okay. Worst and, and best project that uh, that came out of life after life yes. productions. Worst and best project to you. Worst, 
you know what? I, I don't have a worst. Okay. And I know that sounds so biased, okay. but it's, it's not our, our very first project, Blood and Water, won 23 awards in the film festival circuit. Okay. Yeah. That's and big. it is big. And there was a lot wrong with that project. I'm going to put an air horn under that. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to put an air horn under that. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> 23 awards is big. 23 awards. And. And like I said, there was a lot wrong with that project. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to paint it to be perfect, but I learned from that project. We learned from that project. Mm-hmm. If I had to say the best project to come out of Life After Life, and mm-hmm. maybe I'm biased, but I think it was 1944. Okay. Because it's the first project where I felt like we truly made people feel something. Mm-hmm. We got them excited with Blood and Water. It was action. You know, it was cool. They, they're going to get a few laughs once we're able to publicly show Haikyuu. But just to genuinely make them feel and reflect on life, mm. 1944 was that project. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, uh, man, um, anything that you just care to give us? Any kind of nugget? Any kind of anything? There's so many. Oh, my gosh. I'm gonna give a few. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give a few. Just just going back to talking about that person that okay. that's thinking about you know that move or that that may want to do that move. Like there's and I said it at the beginning though, but there's never gonna be a right time. Mm. If you're thinking about it, just do it. Mm. Just do it. You're never gonna have the right amount of money. You're never gonna have the right you know, agent or the right manager and mm. not in a negative sense. But if you hear me, you really hear me. Yeah. It's never going to be a right time. Yeah. You just got to, you got to jump, okay. burn the ships. That's what they say. You Have you heard that? Yeah. Burn yeah, the yeah. ships. When, you got to burn the ships. They said that they make that reference when, um, when they talk about just, just, uh, it's funny. Um, uh, Jim Jones on his El Capo album, the mm. hook says you got to jump. And when, there's a song on there called To Whom It May Concern. Yeah. And he's featuring um, two guys from Buffalo and his homeboy Cameron. Well, really brother, I should say. But um, the hook is, uh, you got to jump, you got to jump, you mm-hmm. got to jump. Uh, and then it goes on. But I get from it that, you know, there's only one way mm-hmm. to be successful. And that is that you have to put it all on the line. Yes. You can't have a second option. Yes. And so that's what I get from the song. So that song to me has meant a lot. I just play the song for the hook at most times. Yeah. You know, um, the What's Next podcast. Okay. I was sitting in my mother's kitchen. And it's funny because I was just like, man, what am I going to do next? What's next? But my sister was telling me, you just got to let the old production company go. Mm. It served its purpose. Yeah. If you feel like you've gotten everything from it, just let it go. And I was so attached. Six years, seven years. It's like I said in, in my production video. I said, uh, if um, 2018 and the last six years taught you something, mm-hmm. it's that anything is attainable with the right focus and determination. But I had been so attached to it. Mm-hmm. The logo, I was just learning how to put it on shirts. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember going from um, from four shirts that I recycled. Man. On my bachelor party, I took two of those shirts out there. And I would wash them and let them air dry. And I put a little iron on them just because I didn't know how to produce other shirts. Right. And, you know, God is good, man, because um, I learned all of that. Shout out to my man, Francisco Bain at Walter High School. He brought in after school programs to teach the kids how to how to get these trades. And I sat there and I internalized it because I knew that I had a selfish reason for doing it. But it taught me a lot. 
So uh, my sister was like, you just got to let it go. Mm-hmm. Just let it go. And um, I let it go. And um, I said, you know, and one of the things I had to let go was the podcast as well. She was like, just let it go. Start fresh. And I said, the name of the podcast is going to be What's Next. Yes. And What's Next is all about, you know, you completing that company. Well, the podcast and the meaning are two different things. But mm-hmm. the meaning that I'm asking you is what is next immediately for mm-hmm. you Life After Life Productions. What's next for Queen Ruby? Life After Life Productions, what's next is immediately, we have a, a feature film that's being shopped around to production companies right now. Okay. So that's what's next for that, getting okay. on bigger screens. Okay. Personally, what's next for me is, I've I have a platform and it's not a huge one, okay. right? In comparison to a lot of people, but I'm starting to realize the responsibility that comes with using that platform. Yeah. You know, thinking about what I post and who's watching and who mm. my audience is. Mm. And so what's next for me is truly branding myself because so far I've just been I've just been swimming trying to make it to shore. Yeah. And now I need to I need to straighten up my stride a little bit. I need to I need to choose a style of swimming that's going to work better for me or that's going to work best for the people watching. And what that means to me is cleaning my brand up Mm. and ensuring that I'm feeding the people that are looking up to me, that are watching me. I'm I'm doing more than just posting something to say, look at me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I want a brand to where I can say, look at me, you can do this. Mm. I'm no different than you. I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like you. Yeah, yeah. And that's, it seems so broad, but that's that's what's next for me is okay. rebranding with a purpose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so what I like to do on the podcast is I like to give this t-shirt out. It's an exclusive. Um, it's not the first one I've given um, in uh, California, but I think it's one of the ones that mean the most. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, as a creative man, you, you've taken me and you've pushed me to levels that even you um, in the beginning stages of your career didn't know that you were doing. So yeah. not only did you feel like that you um, weren't, uh, you know, at the time, and yeah. which I had to come back and affirm like, nah, you're here for a reason. But I feel like like you just made me a better actor. And that's the same thing I say about Takara all yes. the time. Yes. And so, um, you know, when people do people's platforms, they don't have anything to give sometimes. And so um, part of my part of my production is that I, I do press T-shirts. I make T-shirts. And yeah. and here uh, this is for you. It's a black SVIT. It's Thank exclusive. You. Nobody in um, the state of Texas and now in the state of California has that T except for the people that come on this platform. I love it. So um, if you have a logo for um, uh, Life and Li- Life After Life Productions and you want it pressed, I'm your guy. I will ship it for free. Yes. We're going to talk. No doubt. Um, thank you. No, no thank doubt. you for no this. Doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Pomona. Pomona. Pomona, Cal- <laughs> Pomona California <laughs> by way of Houston, Texas. I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do it for others. Peace and blessings. Yo, I feel like 95, Sachi on my body. Biggie, Jigga, Puffy, all that ballin' is a hobby and I'm
why I need to cross I know I'm out of line But love is shower time You know it rose rain When your cloud is nine Get off that high ass hussy This a private party Been on my dick too long Your breath on private party You gon' be nice and naughty These walls on prices already This the upper crust Fuck is up Over and go